Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Evening Thoughts. My name is Sam, and I'm so glad to have you joining me this evening. I hope that you are well and having a good start to your weekend. And wherever you are listening from, welcome to my show. Here on Evening Thoughts, my goal is to share with you honest reflections on faith, life, death, and the beyond from the perspective of a chaplain. And sometimes I may share with you things that may, that may show you that chaplains and pastors, and I am both, don't always have it all together because there is this perspective that chaplains and, and pastors don't struggle with same things or, or don't have these same challenges that others may have. And that is simply not true. We are all equal in our need of God and in his truth in our lives. And here's what I want to share with you. As a chaplain and as a pastor, I have had doubts about God. Is that okay to say? Is that okay to share with you that as a pastor and as a chaplain, I have had doubts in my faith in God? Now, as soon as I say that, my fear is that some of you may think that, not, that I no longer believe in God, and that is simply not true. My faith in Jesus has grown, and it is still growing daily by God's faithfulness. My salvation in Jesus is through faith alone, by grace alone, and His mercy constantly beckons me to grow in my sanctification. My doubt it is not shaking my faith to the point where I've lost the core of who I am, because the core of who I am really is Jesus. My second fear is, is that sharing that I've had doubts may make you stumble. I mean, how can a pastor and a chaplain ever doubt God? My hope is that by sharing my heart to you tonight, it may do the opposite, that rather than making you stumble, it will help you to have a voice and vocabulary and words to bring to God in your own doubt in prayer. You see, when I became a Christian, I was just beginning to be a teenager. Now I'm currently 40 years old. And throughout that time, I've had questions, many questions regarding my faith. And at times, it was difficult to believe certain things about God. Things like He is good. Things like He is there and He's listening. Things like His timing is best for me. I've had friends and acquaintances ask me these hard questions. And at times, it, it left me confused. And honestly, at times, it, it brought me to doubt whether these things were true. Now, I believe in all of these things. But at times, I questioned these things. And, and so if you're out there tonight, and if you have had doubts about God, or if you have doubts about God, I believe that this episode is for you. I hope it encourages you, and I hope that it helps you to grow in your faith. And so here is the title of this episode, Pray in Your Doubt. In your seasons of doubt, pray in it. Now, the premise is that you will doubt, 
that there will be times that, that you'll doubt God. And what I'm saying is, if that is you, pray in it. Now, when I say doubt, I do not mean the kind of doubt that is rebellious and prideful. When I say doubt, I mean the kind of doubt that brings up honest and inquisitive questions about our experience as human beings and how God fits into our lives. So if you have doubts, I would encourage you to make great efforts into educating and growing in your understanding of God. I want to encourage you to intellectually engage your doubt and educate yourself in the hard questions that the world is asking. So again, things like, if God is so good, why is there so much evil in the world? Things like, if God loves us, why do we suffer? These are just a few of the many questions that the unbelieving world is asking. I want to give you two resources uh, before we get into scripture, because that is the best place to go. The first resource is an author named Lee Strobel, S-T-R-O-B-E-L. Lee Strobel's journey is incredible. It is so fascinating. He is a journalist and was an atheist, but his search for truth eventually brought him into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. The story is such a blessing. So just a quick summary. His wife became a Christian and Lee Strobel, as an atheist, went on a journey to prove her wrong. So he investigated Christianity from multiple professional resources. And after his research, he realized that it took more faith not to believe in Jesus than to believe. And so he did the proper thing at that point, and he gave his life to Jesus. If you are in a season of doubt, read his two books. Number one, A Case for Christ, and number two, A Case for Faith. Read those books and be a well-informed, intelligent Christian. Now, if you are hungry for something a little heavier, I recommend a book called Systematic Theology by Wayne Grudem, G-R-U-D-E-M. That book has helped me through many questions that I've had and still equips me even to this day. So those are uh, resources and authors that I recommend. Now, having said this, I want to take you to scripture because there's nothing better in your doubt than God's word. There is nothing like God's word for all of our needs. Now, I thank God for other resources, but the only way I know how to properly navigate all of life's ailments is to run to God's word. Now, now I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. God welcomes your doubt. Is that a Christian thing to say? When I say God welcomes your doubt, what I mean is that God welcomes your honest, soul-searching doubt that you have. Again, I'm not referring to a rebellious heart and defiant spirit of doubt. I'm talking about a person who loves the Lord, but in seasons of difficulty and hardships, they may have doubts. So what do we do with that? Well, 
we run to God and we run to His Word. For the last several weeks, we have camped out at the book of Psalms. We have talked about taking our emotions to God and not bottling things inside. And last week, we talked about taking our despair and depression to Him in prayer. If you have not listened to those episodes, please make time to do that as it may give you some context to where we are today. So, our, again, our episode tonight is called Pray in Your Doubt because God welcomes your doubt. God can take your doubts. He can handle your honest prayers in your season of doubt. Now, how do I know this? Well, Psalm 73 tells me that God can take my prayers of doubt. Would you allow me to read this wonderful prayer to you? Psalm 73. Truly God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, my steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For they have no pains until death. Their bodies are fat and sleek. They are not in trouble as others are. They are not stricken like the rest of mankind. Therefore pride is their necklace. Violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes swell out through fatness. Their hearts overflow with follies. They scoff and speak with malice. Loftily they threaten oppression. They set their mouths against the heavens and their tongues strut through the earth. Therefore, his people turn back to them and find no fault in them. And they say, How can God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked. Always at ease they increase in riches. All in vain have I kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. For all the day long I have been stricken and rebuked every morning. If I had said I would speak thus, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. But when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I discerned their end. Truly you set them in slippery places. You make them fall to ruin. How they are destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors. Like a dream when one awakes, O Lord, when you rouse yourself, you despise them as phantoms. When my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in heart, I was brutish and ignorant. I was like a beast towards you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you shall perish. You put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. Amen. 
This psalm is written by an author named Asaf. What a most beautiful and honest psalm. Now, it doesn't explicitly say that Asaf was doubting. But if you notice in verse 1 through 3, he says, Truly God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. Verse 2, But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, my steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Asaph is saying, Look, I know God is good. He is good to those pure in heart. But when I see the wicked and evil, those around me prosper, I became despondent and it brought me doubt about God's goodness. Asaph would most likely say that he was living the way God wanted him to live and was honoring and glorifying God in his actions, but he was not seeing the prosperity in his life that the wicked had. And that made him almost slip up. That made him jealous of them. Verse 3 says he was envious of the arrogant. Can you relate to that? You may be doing all the right things that God has called you to do. You may be honoring and glorifying God in your daily walk. Now, you're not sinless, but you're sinning less. However, you are still in your pain. You are still suffering. You may still be waiting on an answer from God. All the while, you see the arrogant and wicked around you prosper. And you may wonder, is all of this worth it? And it confuses you. It disarms you, and it may even have brought doubt whether God is good. And if you ever have felt that way, because I know I have, then this psalm and this episode is for you. Here's what I would say to you. Bring your doubts to God, just like Asaf brought his doubts to God. Just bring them. Don't try to hide them. Don't try to ignore them. Pray in your doubt because God loves you and he wants to help you through your doubt. It's okay to admit that you have doubts. It's okay to bring them in prayer. Why do I say this? It is because it was when Asaph came to God with his doubts that he understood something. You see, Asaph was wrong, and he realizes that he's wrong in our passage. Even though the wicked seem to have it all now, even if the arrogant seem to go unpunished now, there is nothing about that life apart from God that brings true fulfillment. Look at verses 16 and 17. He says, But when I thought how to understand this, It seemed to me a wearisome task until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I discerned their end. He says, when I went into the sanctuary of God, then I discerned their end. When you take your doubts before God in prayer, you will see the truth. Now, what did Asaph learn? Verse 18, truly you set them in slippery places. You make them fall to ruin. How they are destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors, 
like a dream when one awakes, O Lord, when you rouse yourself. You despise them as phantoms. When my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in heart, I was brutish and ignorant. I was like a beast towards you. You see, a soft learned that the temporary prosperity of these evil people were fleeting, that they would eventually come to ruin. And then we come to one of my favorite parts of this chapter. Asaph is able to say in verse 25, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Friends, if you are in doubt today, it is okay. It is okay to doubt. But don't doubt in a vacuum. Don't doubt alone. Take your doubts and bring it to the Lord in honest prayers before God. Tell Him about your doubt. When I was single, I doubted that God was hearing my prayer because I really wanted to be married. And so I did this weird bargaining with with God kind of thing. I wanted to be married so bad that I lived my life for Him in the best way I could. I served in church, I volunteered, but my heart was secretly not in the right place because I was expecting God to reward me for my faithfulness and I bargained with Him to send me a wife and that I would give my life to Him in service. You see, I was doing all the right things, but my heart was in the wrong place. Because God doesn't work that way. I thought that if I only kept all the rules, that He would reward me in the way that I wanted Him to reward me. And that is not a relationship. That is not how God works. I was trying to perform a business transaction with God, but God wanted to give me something better. You see, God gives us what we need when we need it, and He knows what to give us. He is infinitely wiser, and as a good parent, He gives us what we need, not what we want. If you are like me and you find yourself in this season of doubt because your expectation of God is not matching up with Scripture, take it to the Lord. Be honest, be real with God. And just as Asaph in our passage, be reminded as it says in verse 27 and 28, For behold, those who are far from you shall perish. You put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. Friends, in your season of doubt, would you run to the Lord? And take refuge in Him, because it is good to be near God. It is good to take Him all the weight that you have on your heart and on your shoulders. Let it out. He wants to hear from you. He can take your doubts. If you're able, would you pray with me? God, in our season of doubt, would you give us the strength to come to you in honest and authentic prayers? Help us to pray Psalm 73 and be reminded that you welcome our prayers of doubt. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, that is all for me tonight. 
I hope that this episode gave you encouragement. If you'd like to reach out to me about our topic for further discussion, please email me at eveningthoughts at hotmail.com. And if you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with someone you know. I hope that you have a great rest of your weekend. And as I always say, see you next time. Peace and blessings. Good night.